Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anna's Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anna's Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Good morning and welcome to episode three, six, nine of <laughs> Down to Dunk. Three, six, nine, you'll find. Come on, suck it to me one more time. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low. Get low, get low. To the wall. Let's stop. This is why I drop down in bomb. Uh, welcome to our Bitches show. Why did you say that? Oh, skeet, skeet. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to okay. do too much editing. Motherfucker! <laughs> Great. Oh, skeet, skeet. God dang! Uh, we're a part of DailyThunder.com. We were. <laughs> also, Almighty Baller Radio. You can listen to us on Dash Radio on Saturdays if you're listening now. Hi, and we're sorry. Sorry. We got a big crew here today. Big crew. Big crew. Big crew. <laughs> big old crew. We're just going to keep saying <laughs> We got a big, big crew. crew. We big got a crew. Big, big crew. crew. Sweat dropping down all our balls. Luke, you're supposed to be introing. Oh, sorry. Hey, <laughs> guys, I'm Luke. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm here with Andrew. Hi. Taylor. Uh. Dang. Hello. Special guest, Alex Spears. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, yeah. What is that? You remember that song? Were you being Metallica? Oh, Metallica. Yeah. That's the only Metallica song. Yeah. From the Spider Man soundtrack. <laughs> that is not true. Wait, the and Mission Impossible soundtrack. <laughs> no, it was Mission Impossible, right? I don't know. It's a Godzilla soundtrack. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let you guys not tarnish that. We've been talking about music that we all love and hate. Before we started, that's 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning. Periscope got a lot of that. They got a lot of it. If you want to hear lots of stuff like that, <laughs> you can watch our Periscope <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, do we want to talk about the NBA? Yeah. Now, I think you're all in the same boat. Incredibly surprised by the matchup we have going to the finals. Oh, mm-hmm, man. Thrilled. Shocked. Can't believe it. Some, pe- some people are saying this is like the most anticipated finals ever. Mm. It's just because we've been anticipating it since October. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, that's most true. anticipated does not like, mean most excited. For right. It. What's yeah. crazy is that they're one Avery Bradley lucky shot away from, from both teams being undefeated going into the playoffs. Right. Or going to the finals. Yeah. That would have yeah. been neat. Have you been watching? Nope. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no. Been watching? no. Why do you watch? Do you watch something? I know it's exactly what's going to happen, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and watch this. Luke, of course not. You've been watching? No. <laughs> Taylor? Yes. That would have been Luke's answer at any time. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Hold on. Do have you, you been watch, watching you, since October? Do you only watch basketball for a, an unknown outcome? I think that's what everyone watches. Sports. That's kind of like the joy of sports. I watched a little bit of. That'd be like I've, I've pre-recording. I don't think that's you always you, true. You DVR games and then go home and watch them later. I no. do. You sicko. Thunder games. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> wow. Sicko. I do for you Thunder games for sick really man. that's pod purposes, so I can come in and be like, here's when I'll watch. Here's okay. What I'll check the score, and if it's close, I'll watch. Yeah. If they're you not close, like, then why would you watch? You do the fast the fast watch on uh, NBA, whatever it's called. Like what? the next day, yeah, where yeah, you can yeah. watch it in a condensed version. Condensed yeah. is what not fast watch. Yeah. <laughs> NBA fast watch, fast, fast watch. watch. Watch it double speed. So wait, are you going to watch the finals? Uh, I I don't plan to watch much of the finals because I feel like I already know what's going to happen. Oh, See, I don't. I feel, Why did you bring us there, man? Well, I wanted everyone to hear him actually say it. See, I'm feeling better now. I think it's because one of our Twitter questions asked to go look up LeBron's best performances. Yeah. And uh, I was looking at his stats from last finals. Yeah. I'm feeling a little better. Yeah. I'm not as sure. negative. I'm glad that you feel that way. Just because... I want to feel that way. I wish I could. 
I wish I had the same feelings as you guys. <laughs> I just believe in LeBron's defense, which we haven't gotten to see a lot of. Sure. But last year, what was it, game six or seven, when he like was just destroying them on defense and offense? Like yeah. He had that chase down block on Iguodala that was huge and then came down the other end. Yeah. He's amazing. That was like, game seven, you, right? That was was game it game seven? seven? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah, man! Oh yeah! But he's he's the he's the best player in the series. Yeah, make the just try to make your case, please. He's the best player in the series. Kyrie, One, Kyrie, Kyrie is Irving. He's two. Well, and Kyrie. Here's the thing: Kyrie can ISO on anyone. It doesn't matter if Clay's guarding him, if Draymond's guarding him. He can ISO on anyone, right. and he can go off. Did Kyrie won a game against the Warriors last year in the finals because he could do that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you, Correct. he gives you a chance. See, what's hard about that, though, and I'll just set Andrew up for the spike, is every single one of your your benefits to Cleveland, I can give you, like, the exact equal and opposite plus one for the Warriors. No, you cannot. So, okay, so LeBron's the best player in the, the, the yes. series. I yes. got that. Understandable. Is he light years beyond Kevin Durant? In the finals, I think he probably sure. will be. Which is, you know, it's an unknown, and I got that. So for everything that Kyrie can do, Steph can do almost the exact same thing. He can create his own shot. He can shoot from everywhere. But maybe not in the same game. But maybe not in the same game. You also have Klay Thompson. You also have – I mean, you just – the level of talent from top to bottom is more than Cleveland. And so you're going to have to have a heroic series from LeBron, in my opinion. They came back from – I think it's possible. I think it's possible. And I'm not saying I expect Cleveland to win. That's not my argument. My argument is – It'll it's not going to be like I, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Don't here's here's why I don't think it's going to be much of a series. The Warriors were mentally fragile in the finals last year. They are like nothing close to that right now. Steph Curry wasn't 100. percent That's because they Dray- haven't been tested. Draymond Green was a head case by the finals, and was he was rattled against the Thunder. They were up three one. I know that, and that's what I'm, you're making my point, is that it was very much a mental thing so happening with the Warriors. Cleveland didn't come back and win. The Warriors broke down mentally. I think that's part of it. Lost. I'm not saying that, and, but this is also a Warriors team that has Kevin freaking Durant now. Like, that's... You so I'm not sure, I'm not well, sure that I makes know. him mentally stronger, though. I'm not saying it makes it mentally... <laughs> I just, they're just, the, the talent level is, you're, I mean, you were right. The talent level is just beyond what Cleveland can do. Yep. Because you don't get past the three in Cleveland and get excited about much. I mean, maybe Tristan Thompson, but you get past the top three and you still have Dre, you still have Iguodala, who's better than any bench player yeah. that Cleveland has. I mean, I, I mean, and, uh, Sean Livingston's still going to get... I mean, the Warriors yeah. nearly won in a gentleman's sweep in the finals last year, and then they added Kevin Durant. Yep. They lost Dray- they, they, Draymond was suspended for, what, game five? Yeah, the Draymond suspension was big, and... I don't know. I just don't. I don't see anybody beating the Warriors. I just don't see it happening. The Warriors. The Warriors also were getting destroyed by the Spurs in Game One before Kawhi got hurt at Oracle. Like sure. I just don't think that they're so like they're not as unbeatable. I, I hope to someday feel the same way. <laughs> I just think it'll take one loss to bring back all of those like mental. I think things. so too. I That's think so true. too. I hope so. I don't think so. But if Cleveland comes out and beats them in Game One, or just I mean. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I just don't think. Especially, I just I, I Dre think, starts yelling at Kevin Durant, and he takes a moment on the bench to just weep by himself. I, I just think that it's they're gonna they're gonna win in four or five. That's what I think. <laughs> That's so. What do you so? Give me your actual prediction. Four one. Warriors sweep. Sweep is your actual prediction. That's my prediction. Yes, you're a character. <laughs> you are a character. character. Okay. I I just see this talent. It's unprecedented. It's never happened, and they work together very well. Mm-hmm. And they're gelling. Everyone's healthy. That's another thing with this that Warriors team last year, is that they won 73 games. They were exhausted by the time they got to the finals. This is the opposite. Like, they're all well-rested. They're all healthy. They're all ready to go. But so I think Cleveland would be that way as well. Like, I'm not saying they weren't last year, but I think Cleveland, like, they do. The way we talked about it initially is that, like, oh, just more rest for the Warriors. But the series doesn't start until Monday, Tuesday? 
It starts the first, so whatever that day is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the the Cavs are still going to have a chunk of time to get rested as well. It's the first? Yeah, something that's, like that. That's Thursday. And LeBron, LeBron barely played this regular season pretty. I mean, he played a lot of minutes, and then he would just start missing a lot of games. You know? That's Thursday. So, so Andrew called a gentleman sweep. Alex, oh, what? No, Andrew called a sweep. Sorry, a sweep sweep. A not-so-gentleman sweep. Uh, Alex, what about you? Can you hear me on this one? Yeah, there he is. I'll go with Warriors in six. Wow. <laughs> reasonable take. Well, I mean, I understand why Andrew would pick them in four. I just don't think they've been tested yet. They played a Blazers team that had needed like a huge second half just to make the playoffs. They played a Jazz Without team Nurkic. that hasn't made the playoffs in years and years, and this was their first real experience. Yeah. And then they played the Spurs without Kawhi Leonard. Like, yeah. Not impressive. Yeah, that's valid. I will say, I mean, I think you mentioned it with that Portland, like not having Nurkic. Nurkic is the reason, a big part of why they, and you're more of a Portland guy than because you live there, but Nurkic was a huge part of the reason they became what they became towards the end totally. of the season. Then he's gone. Did he even play in the Warriors series? No. He no. Kept, I, I kept he thinking he was going to come back, but he never, he did. never did. So you're right. And then, you know, I, I think there's validity to that. So you think six. Taylor, what about you? I think Warriors and... I'll say I'll say seven. Okay, going the distance over there. So I picked be, the Warriors. That'd be cool. Ermager. Cool. Uh, I'm probably more with Alex on the Warriors and six. Okay. I mean, yeah, that would still Luke. Be, what do you think, man? It's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of my personal affairs, <laughs> guys. You know what I want to talk about? What's that? Delicious anthem beers. I finally, I had been saving one for a special occasion, and I had it last night. Not a special occasion. I just broke down and opened it. <laughs> the, what, the barrel age. I just got real sad. Their barrel, their barrel age, Earl Burroughs. Opened it. It's my favorite thing they make. Really? I love it. Yeah, so they're in the middle of a, a barrel aged, like a bunch of, of that kind of style of beers. And uh, so you want those with your friend Luke? Luke will take you down there. Yeah, I'll take you, you down. You can buy Luke. Yes. Anything you want there. Yes, you can. And I'll drink it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have a lot of stuff going on. If you don't know where it is, down on Southwest 4th, 908 Southwest 4th Street, Oklahoma City. Uh, they're open tonight through Saturday. They open at noon and close at 9. Uh, they've got some specials on tap. Mosaic, which is there. in Mosaic there that, uh, oh, what is it? It's kind of that sour. No, that's not Mosaic. That's not it. Uh, but they have Eureka Goza, which is it's kind of a more sour beer. You have the... 2015 Festivus, 2016 Bourbon Ouroboros, which yeah. is what Luke loves. They also have a Bourbon Golden one. Yeah. Mm. I've had that too. I have too. And it's good. The, their barrel-aged stuff is so unique, and I really, really like it. It's not going to be like any beer you've tasted before. Yeah. Like it's not stuff that you're going to get like at a gas station, which is where I traditionally got beers <laughs> before discovering Anthem. <laughs> so they have live music tonight. They have a band called Connolly. They're doing an Anthem live music series, but you do not want to miss a chance to go out to their tap room. It's a great place to be. You can also find all of their beers at your local liquor store. And uh, hey, good news. Liquor store hours are potentially changing Excuse in Oklahoma me? City. Hmm. They to, uh, passed some legislation. I don't know if it got too far, but it's working its way to where you they'll be open a little bit more. They'll be open on Sundays potentially, and then they'll be open later and earlier. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it, that's Nuggets GM Tim Connolly's band. Yeah, Tim Connolly's band is here. Wow. So yeah. This is your chance. If you want Wilson Chandler. Off-season. Touring. Off-season tour. <laughs> you know where else you can find many of their beers? Mm. In my belly. Oh. Mm. I heard Jameer Nelson plays bass. <laughs> that would make the most sense. That's why he plays so much for them. That's right. He's their, their, ba- their part, bass. Part, part their, their for Connolly. backbone, man. Oh. Coach, uh, I know. I know we probably shouldn't be playing him. He's but, part you know, of my, my rhythm bassist. section. <laughs> he really keeps me grounded. Oh, guys, let's talk about some Twitter questions. Maybe Twitter questions. Yeah. <laughs> Our first Twitter question comes from at M Haggard, who wants to know what is the statute of limitations on the quote "this team is built to have KD on it" unquote narrative. One year, five years. Mm, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say two years, and that's it. Two years from now, no, or like a, or like last year and next year. 
Do yes. So counting this off season and then next year and next year's off season and then you can't say it anymore. I think I think one two off seasons and then <laughs> two seasons is a good amount of time to do something around Russell Westbrook. I mean, I think that it exists until this run is over. To be honest. What do you mean? Until like the Russell Westbrook run is is over because there's always like that massive like what if, like what if this team had actually stayed together? What if that had happened? What if Sam Presti was able to do this? What if what about the Harden trade? Like that will exist. I don't think so until this run is over. I don't I think do. so. But what so, do you like, think is fair? Tell me why. Why don't you think so? Because I don't think in like five years when when his run is about to be over when this. Whatever you're Are we saying. still talking about the Harden trade every day? Well, I know, but well, it's different. I know, but, but that in five doesn't years, mean... In five years, when we have a completely different team built around Russell Westbrook, we're not going to be like, well, this team is meant to have KD on it. Like, is the Harden is, narrative Because it fair. won't be built to have... It won't, at that point, be built to have KD on it. It'll be built for something different. Well, I, I would love to be wrong about that, but I think that, that com- this conversation... Have you noticed how much you say that about yeah. everything you say? <laughs> I'm just, I, I really know, hope I'm, I'm wrong. The, re- the reason I'm saying that is because I don't think that these are fun things to talk about. But I do think that the KD what-if, the Harden trade what-if, that will carry with this team until they eventually rebuild. I really, I really think so. And as far as like giving Presti like a pass or something like that, I think that maybe... Give him two years mm-hmm. and see what he does. But the like, you know, this team built around KD like that. I think that continues until Russ is done with OKC. When okay. I read this question, I was trying to think back because I think a good thing to remember is like how unique this situation is. Because like I tried to think of teams in the past that had more than one elite star and then one leaves and what happened to that team. And there just aren't a lot of examples. Honestly, I think the best example is 2004 when the Lakers traded Shaq because they still had Kobe at that point. Right. And it took them four seasons to get back into contention. They missed the playoffs out in the first round, out in the first round, and then they made the finals and they lost. And if you go back and look at how that team was built from that point, they had so many advantages over Oklahoma City. Like, first, they got something back for Shaq, right. which included Lamar Odom. Crumb they, Butler. And Crumbeller. Yeah. They nailed a late Brian lottery Grant. pick with Bynum. <laughs> they completed yeah. a massive trade that at the time was considered like a theft in getting Pau Gasol. And it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they had a top three coach of all time. Their star that was still there, Kobe, was only 26, two years younger than Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And they were in L.A., so they were already a free agent destination. And mm-hmm. even with all those advantages, it still took them four years with a really good GM to rebuild that team and get to the finals. Right. Or even just to be in, like, a contender status. Yeah. And so it's just hard for me to, like, like think of, like, in two years. Like, Pressy's got to show something more than what he showed this year. Because, like, what is it going to be? Like, they're going to be the four seed? So, what, they're going to jump up, like, two spots? Like, that right. that sounds realistic to me, but I don't know if people will be happy with that. Yeah. yeah. And I, that, I don't think they're going to be back in contention. Well, and there were, it was also in an era... Where NBA teams just weren't even weren't that good, right? Yeah, I mean, like the Detroit Pistons during that time. Like you think back to those Pistons teams, like they had good players, but if that Pistons team was dropped into the NBA today, right? What would they be like? The fifth best team in the NBA? Like they like they're not that special, but yeah. they were in that era a very special. And they played team. two finals. Yeah. Won one and lost the other. Beat the Lakers in one, right? And then lost to the Spurs in the next one. Mm-hmm. Which the so, Spurs Pistons? Woof. Oh my gosh, that was awful. <laughs> what a series. <laughs> I remember we watched at least one of those games together. There was one good game, because I think Robert Ory had a shot in that yeah. series. Was, sorry, I didn't mean was, to bring up that night. That era was just really bad, too. It was a, yeah, it was and, a lower. And to, here's the deal. <laughs> Nobody has a chance to become a contender until the Cavs or the Warriors fall. Like, right. who else is going to do it? I mean, the only the only team I could see becoming something on that level is maybe if the Timberwolves, if all their guys develop in the next two years and become these superstars, then I can see that team challenging. God, they're so, it feels like they're way further away. The, and, they, and they haven't made the playoffs. Uh, especially saying, if they're targeting Derrick Rose this summer. Right. Oh no. And so, but then it's like, who else 
Like, it's going to take, like, a big trade. It's going to take big movement from somebody. Like, I, th- I think I it would know. take Boston getting Butler and Paul George. Gordon Hayward or, or Paul George. And even so, even then, you're still not as good. Are as the they Warriors. are they as good as the Cavs or the Warriors? Like probably not. At least becomes competitive. Yeah, at least they can maybe a game win six, games. Seven, you know, and, and when they win games, you won't think like, oh, this is like a complete joke. Yeah, right. And then you don't know. Like at least at that point, they have the op- if the opportunity arises, like, oh crap, Steph Curry got hurt and LeBron got hurt. Yeah, like, that something like that could. That's happen. why you don't blow it up. Yeah, I mean that's why yeah. you try to Just have to be ready for like what if what if it happens? I think the Thunder are closer, and this is total probably bias, and I get that. But so when I was thinking about we've we've done a lot to to really downgrade this Thunder record, right? Like you know they won this many games, but they had so many games that they shouldn't have won because right. Russ just pulled them. There's also a lot of there was a lot of things that went against this Thunder team. When Cantor was hurt for a large chunk of the season, Victor Oladipo, Oladipo. was mm-hmm. hurt for a huge part of the season. Like all of those, I mean they're they're closer to that four three than they are probably the eight to out of the playoffs in my opinion. And so depending on what Sam does, and this is I think going back to this whole conversation, is I think I think you're right, Andrew. I think that that Presty, if you remember his interview after Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors. Like, it wasn't just a, you know, we wish Kevin to the best. Like, you could tell, and, and I know that uh, article that whatever his name is from Sports Illustration that Lee Jenkins wrote, <clears throat> you could tell there was a depth of, um, s- not sadness, that's a little too heavy, but just something where it was like a let down feeling because yeah. every plan that they had had for this team since 2008 was to be a Spurs-esque team with Durant, Russ, you know, those guys being the two centerpieces. Mm-hmm. And so, really, maybe it's his whole, as long as Presley's the GM, as long as Russ is here, like, that's going to be the narrative. The difference is, is that Thunder fans have to redefine success for themselves. Like, if success is only an NBA Finals or a Western Conference Finals victory, right, or even getting... I think the Thunder can get to the Western Conference Finals. I think they're a year or two they yeah. can get back the, from there. There's nobody else in the West that scares you. No. Rockets are going to age quickly. They'd have to they'd have to get into the right spot. Mm-hmm. But I mean we, we saw that the Thunder weren't that far away from where the Rockets were in the first round. They were one yeah. solid backup point guard away because they were beating the Rockets when Russ was in the game. And when he was out, it was over. Yep. Like that's how that's how they lost that series. And so if they can bring in a guy that can run the offense for 10 minutes, then I, this can be a solid team. So maybe getting swept in the Western Conference Finals is your new successful season. <laughs> yeah, I mean... When, you know, next year or in... For anybody ever, for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel very successful at that, though. <laughs> it doesn't feel that great. It doesn't, but when you're, you're, you're measuring success against maybe the greatest team of all time that's ever been put together. So the hard thing is, is that for the last five, six years, every single year, the Thunder fan base, rightfully so, believed that there was a chance that they were going to be having a parade in late June. Yeah. Every single year, they thought that for the last six years. Yeah. Invalid. It was like, at least possible. You always felt like it was one or two things away, an injury mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I think part of it is you have to change those expectations. Yeah, this is this is going to be like a 50-win team as long as Russ is here, and they're going to try to put better pieces around him. They're going to try to form a better offense around him. They need to play their shooters. A lot of people are like, well, they need to go get shooting. Well, they also just need to play the guys that can shoot. That's the truth. Um, and, and I think that Abrinas yeah. being older will help, and him being more experienced will help. I think Sabonis as well, who's <laughs> still working. He's working hard. Like, There's already been an article about him come out to say that he's here in Oklahoma City and he's working really hard. So I I, I can think, see that. I think that those guys uh, he got a summer job. He's working really hard at it. That's Sonic. right. He's car hopping. Yeah. He's working at the Gator Grill. <laughs> uh, I think I think those things are important for this team. And a lot of it I've said this multiple times, the theme of the summer is internal development. And if something big comes along, I think the Sam Presti would jump on it. Uh, but it's going to take a superstar if like Blake Griffin or somebody would have to come to the Thunder and say, "Hey, I would like to play for your team," so yeah, I, which is not happening. Alex, let me ask you a few questions since we have you here, and want to hear your thoughts on development. Are you muted? No. <laughs> okay, I was like, no, you're not. showing me a microphone cord. 
so out of the guys that that are, so I think that there are, and maybe this is where you can correct me. I think the Thunder roster has talent, like in some talent in the right pieces. Who has to take the biggest step forward into 2017-18 for this team to to really get up to that three seed, two seed, four seed, four three two? Um, I think. I don't think it's going to be – it has to be Oladipo or Adams because they have the highest baseline of talent right now. So them making a jump would be a lot more significant than like Abrinas playing a little bit more consistently or whatever. Um, so in that case, it would probably be Adams developing like some kind of offensive game I think would open up a ton for the team. Does that fit with today's NBA? Like who goes to a low post that's successful anymore? He didn't have to go to the low post. Though. Yeah, he doesn't have to. What do you think? Mid range a little more. I think or? that he he'll be able to shoot jumpers eventually. Yeah, um, and also just being that role man is really really big in today's game. That's why like Javale McGee has been so valuable to the Warriors is that that role man it is still extremely important. Like yeah. the DeAndre Jordan type player is extremely important. It just got eaten game. up this year because there was no spacing for the Thunder for large chunks of the season. Mm-hmm. But if right. Adams can become a better facilitator and passer too, then he opens up a lot for himself too in the pick and roll. And I know this is contrary to most big, like most role men, you don't want them to ever put the ball on the ground. But there's part of me with Adams that wishes he had the potential to do more than just, because when he gets the ball, if it's not going immediately up, it's, he's going to pass it or do one of those floaters. Like I wish there was potential where he could put the ball and maybe do a spin or something to where he could do something to get to the, the basket a little bit more. But so what do you think? I mean, for me, it's hard for me not to think immediately of, of uh, McDermott or Abrinas. Like I think McDermott is a huge piece for this team. Maybe not huge, but, but a pretty, it's big, it's big in yeah. my opinion, because I think that <laughs> Presti kind of showed his hand a little bit at the press conference. They want to play him at the four. And that means we want Russell Westbrook to have space. And that also means one of the bigs is probably going. I think Todd Gibson is I, – I think he's definitely gone at this point. Like, yeah. I would be surprised if the Thunder even – You think Todd and Ennis could be gone, though, this summer? I do. Yes. I do, too. Um, Ennis, Ennis probably has a better chance of being on this roster. Just because he's hard to move. Yeah, just because what are you going to get for him? Mm-hmm. I think McDermott's important in that he would help solve one of their biggest problems, which is their bench. Because I know Andrew's talked about this before, but like my biggest fear for next year is that they regress in terms of their clutch play. But if you have a better bench, you're in less clutch situations. They will definitely regress yes. in their clutch play. Right. So you would like, like to be in less clutch situations. Yes. And that's why they need that's why the backup point guard is so important. Yeah. Because if you don't have anybody that can create and the backup point guard could already be on the roster. It could be Victor Oladipo if they would just let him do it. Raymond Felton, man. Bring him on. Ray Felton would be great. Which is literally the worst statement we've it's ever really said. It's really sad. It's a sad thing. But, really, I mean, there's it, it won't take much to right. upgrade the no, backup right. point guard position. It will not take much like, at all. Darren, basically what Darren Williams is doing on the Cavs. If, we, if there's a Darren Williams type on the Thunder, it would change everything for that team. Everything. Everything changes. That's why I like Derek White. Derek White's my guy. At 21? Or are you trying to get him like... At 21, at whatever. Would it be a reach to get him at 21? No. Because who else are you going to take? He's climbing, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I'm the Thunder, and I keep the 21st pick, I'm taking Derek White. It's hard not to think about the potential of moving up, right? Like, that's what I got to remember. Is like, if they're staying at 21... So you have two options, and that's what most people are really looking at, is they have this small forward from... I think he plays at Barcelona or something who's six nine and can shoot, but no. Correct. They're just going to... Corradians. Corradians. But he's a draft Onions? and stash. Which <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's draft and stash. He has, he's been playing for the second team in Barcelona. And, <laughs> and Luke is my mic stand. If you're Dude, watching on Periscope... Why the mic? Because I'm, I'm getting ready to move to the next Twitter question. Oh, okay. Thunder you fans. You guys would ever shut up. Thunder God. fans. Thunder fans are going to be so mad if we get a draft and stash. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, and actually, so Derek White, one of the reasons why I think he's a much more like legitimate candidate is because, remember around the trade deadline, we were talking about possible trades, and, and I said, like, I just want a trade that brings back actual NBA players. Right. And that happened. He traded Cam Payne, who is not an NBA player at this point, 
and he got McDermott and Gibson, who are both legitimate, just rotation guys. Yes. Right. And so I, I, that's the biggest problem with this Oklahoma City team is their depth. And so getting a piece that you can actually use next year, even if he's a fifth-year senior or whatever, is much more appealing to me than doing a draft and stash. But I think yeah. fifth-year seniors, we've talked exhaustively about – I mean, that's a word. But we've talked a lot about Russ's timeline, a fifth-year senior – makes more sense with Russ's timeline. A yeah. backup point guard that's 23, 24, 25 in the next two or three years, like that makes sense more to me than a 19-year-old right. power forward or small forward that doesn't play in Spain right now. You know, mm-hmm. so We'll see. Every time I think that we have figured out, like any idea we have never materialized. <laughs> well, guys, just remember, just remember, we decided last week that Derek White is actually Damian Lillard. So... If Ooh. Damian Lillard could come in and, and play backup point guard for 10 minutes, I think we'll be okay. I, I will say that that's partly true. Like, we say a lot of things and they never, ever happen. But the Taj Gibson stuff, that was something we had been talking about for the whole season. We're Doug McDermott was surprising. No, I'm not just saying because of that. Because people get the murmurs. Like, yeah. the murmurs are out there. Murmur. Campaign was Murmur. promised, Murmur. basically. <laughs> We knew campaign was going to be picked. We knew Steven Adams was going to be the pick. Well, I think the deal with the Bulls trade is that we no one would have thought that was possible. If that was a trade call, people would have said, you guys are idiots. And people say that anyways. But, but the but truth is... People would say that that is a dumb trade. And we say, anything is possible! <laughs> it's basically Cam for Doug McDermott, and then Anthony Morrow <laughs> and Joffrey Lavarnier for Todd Gibson. If somebody told you that you could do that... They would have said that you are We'd so say, so uh, up. And the Thunder, no. and the Thunder second, get a second-round yeah. pick. Next year, yeah. right? Good Lord. It's not yeah. this year. Okay. All right, guys. Let's move on that to our like next. 20-minute Twitter yes. question. And this next one is going to be just as divisive, this next Twitter question. <laughs> it comes from at JustJack71, who wants to know, if happy hour lasts for more than an hour, shouldn't it be called happy hours? I'm with him on this. I actually looked it up. Is it? From Wikipedia. What does it say? The plural is only used to refer to separate happy hour spans, a la, I've been to three happy hours at this bar, or to happy hours at different establishments, such as which bars in town have the cheapest happy hours. The practice, common in some languages, notably French, of pluralizing the borrowed expression in reference to a period longer than one hour, such as happy happy hours from four to six, Mm. is unidiomatic in English. So the French do it. The French use happy hours as a plural. <laughs> Ooh, oui, oui. That, that's the takeaway. Okay. Uh, so he just needs to move to France. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think happy hour is the name of like the event of, that, <laughs> of half past. That's probably what I think things. too, right? Yeah. But when you're there, if you're there for it, you're having happy hours. No, you're not. Yes, you are. You're also having the bars BQ. Thank you, God. Oh, no. That's why you asked this Bars BQ. (laughs) Guys, I still stick by that, and I I know that I've been proven right. And I know that the down... And I know that the down... That down to dunk nation out there is right there with me. (laughs) You're so good at politics, actually. I know know that the down to dunk heads feel me on this. very good at politics. And just because I am one of... One of five, six, I don't know how many people we have here. I can't count fast. This is going really well. <laughs> I know down I know down to dunk heads are with me. So I'll see you guys at the happy hours. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. Andrew, you don't have a mic, so no one can know that you're making fun of me. Well, now they do. No. Our next Twitter question comes from at Dakari Sanchez who says Frank Jackson had foot surgery and will be out until July. Do you think this would stop Presti from taking him at 21? 21. I don't think so. I think if this is the guy that he's been promised in the first round, and I'm <laughs> I'm just scared that this is going to be the Thunder's And pick. is that because Presti has a history of promising? Yeah, I don't... There's not a ton of other GMs that promise guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think it's it's likely that Sam Presti has promised Frank Jackson, uh, but I don't know. We'll see. It's that the surgery thing is not going to keep him from drafting him, unless is, unless it's something crazy. What's the surgery for? I don't. I, 
I didn't. I'm not that deep in the weeds with the Frank Jackson news. Uh, but he's. I mean, he's an athlete. He's a streaky shooter. Uh, he's a projected second round pick. Uh, he's not going to be able to. He's a he's a blue player. This is a blue player that they would bring over. Sweet. And I'm not excited <laughs> about that. The Thunder yeah. don't need any more blue players. Like, I, yeah. And honestly, the the guys that they have with the blue, I mean, they they brought the wrong guy up. They're playing the wrong guy from the blue. Like they need to play Josh Eustace. They don't need to play Samaj Christian. I think that next year, if they're going to keep Josh Eustace, they've got to play him. And this is. <laughs> This is really the only thing I have to say about Frank Jackson is that they need to play Josh Eustace. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, how much is he, he? I'm getting like a Cam vibe from him. He he's he's a better athlete than Cam. Does he have more defensive potential? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I mean he's he's a guy that could potentially play next to Russ a little bit better. He's got better size, but I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of him mostly because I don't think that he'll be ready to play. It may take two or three years for him to play for the Thunder. And I'm just, I don't, the Thunder don't need guys like that anymore. Back whenever they had Russ and KD, fine. If you want to develop these guys at the back of the bench and then bring them up and they'll be up ready to play in three years, great. The Thunder need role players now. They need players that can be a part of the rotation now. So I, I'm, I'm not a fan of drafting him. Well, that's why. I'm not either because do you remember the last Jackson we drafted? Didn't work out. Samaj Jackson. I'm talking about Jordan Jackson. Guys, while we're talking about foot surgery <laughs> and feet, did you guys see Shaq's toes? I did. What did they look like? He had a little baby big toenail. No, it's, it's like it's like trying to hide underneath all the rest of his toes. Sick. Oh, because he's he on ha- Twitter. Because he's been having to like jam his feet and shoes for so long. I don't know. Probably. It's disgusting. It that happens, huh? It yeah, disgusting. It looks me. like my grandmother's. But oh, because that was back in the day when women were really trying to shrink their feet up. What are you? <laughs> it, it was disgusting, and I have like I don't like thinking about feet injuries, specifically toenail injuries, and it made me think about them a lot. Mm. Oh, those toenails look unhealthy, calcified. <laughs> they do look disgusting. Okay, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from Willar Pennington. He wants to know who would be the Thunder's all-time summer league team of guys who didn't pan out. He would take Cam, Robert, Vaden, PJ3, McGarry, and Orton. Remember how great Mitch McGarry was in summer league? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was so fun. He was fast-breaking. He was so fun. You know what? I, I still actually- think Mitch McGarry could have been a normal basketball player if he wasn't so jacked up off the court. Yeah, if he wasn't an idiot, he could be an NBA rotation player. He had a good offensive game. He did. He's Even good. when he got in you the game, he, yeah, he is so good. bad defensively. You remember when we oh played God. against the Spurs and Boris Diaz was like, hmm, I'm going to make this guy look like he shouldn't play basketball. Yeah. The problem is he's an idiot. Yeah. If he wasn't such an idiot. That was such a weird pick in retrospect because his idiocy was well known. It was yeah. well chronicled. Right. There, he There's made, the belief in culture, right? Like our culture can overcome somebody's stupidity. There's like a Not mini true. documentary of him and his chronicling his like getting caught with weed in college. And at the end of it, they're like, what did you learn from this whole process? Don't get caught. Yeah. That's what he said. That was like the final, like, this is the takeaway. Don't get caught. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Mitch. And he probably I, don't how, I don't know how he fooled Sam Presti into taking him. Well, and I think it was during that time where Presti, what you were just talking about, like, we're in contention. We'll just, we can just use these late first round draft picks on guys and maybe it'll work out. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. He was what, 26? I think 26th pick. Oh, no, no, no. He was, no, no, no. He, was the, he was the 21st pick. Oh, he was 21st. Yeah. Yeah, because they had yeah. the, they had the Mavs pick and then they had their own pick. Okay, and they took Josh Eustace with their own pick and they took that felt very much like the Perry Jones pick to me too. Like, oh, here's this guy who was really talented in Mitch college. Had some did. I- Mitch McGarry had some issues, Mitch, but Mitch McGarry was a guy that was supposed to be able to come in and play right away. Like oh, that yeah. that was that was his thing in the draft. Okay, this guy's yeah. ready to play now. Yeah, he can play in a playoff series. Blah blah blah. Bill Simmons Rump. was really jacked about that. pick. He thought he was gonna. Time. Yeah, he thought he could, and rightfully so. Like the guy can play. He's just a big dummy. Yeah. Mm. So, what is the question? You think he still has all those summer league summer league league roster? Uh, I went back through every (laughs) summer league roster uh, just to find names. Yeah. 
Did you know that Kent Bazemore was on the Thunder Summer League team in 2012? Had no clue. Wow. Some other names that brought back some memories. The biggest one was Dwight Bucks. Oh, oh Dwight, man. Or Dwight Bikes. 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 Yeah. Bikes. Yeah. Uh, I remember him. That was he a big actually, thing. He actually had some time on the Raptors for he a little did. bit. Yeah. 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 He kind of had a Samaj-like summer league where I was like, oh, I could see Dwight Bikes playing. Yeah, we talked about him. There was an offseason we did talk oh, about We him. talked about bikes. Uh, who can forget uh, Tony Durant? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Grant Jarrett, who I still don't believe is a real person. Never seen him. Still don't know what he looks like. <laughs> I saw him at the mall. Oh, no. <laughs> he has no neck. He's got no neck. He's, he's a wannabe Brian Cook. Which is a bad thing to want to say. Same year as James Harden's first year was Devon Harden. Oh yeah, big man. Yeah, and then <laughs> big uh, man. Mustafa Shakur. Yeah, from yeah. Arizona. I remember him. He was on Thunder for a minute. Cool yeah. minute. Here's what I will say about Mitch Majeri. So when I heard Mitch Majeri, Mitch Majeri <laughs> is so that's the 2014 NBA draft. Yeah, that draft's pretty awful. Yeah, but what's the ne- very next pick? So, yeah, I know. Everybody's going <laughs> to evaluate it based pick? on the fact that Jordan Adams was next, but then you had Rodney Hood. Yeah. Rodney Hood would have been a better fit. Kyle Anderson, probably, maybe. I don't know. He can actually play. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Which is right there. He was right after Jeremy Grant, actually, was in the second round oh, of that one. Clint Capella yeah. was 25. And then Jokic, obviously. But Jokic who's, is probably the best player in that whole draft, and he was drafted in the second half, the second round. Yeah, because your first two are Wiggins and Parker. I know that there's tons of potential left out on those guys. But Embiid, baby, and Embiid was three. Embiid, but baby, so far, speed, so baby. far that draft has not been spectacular. It's not a great draft. Also, Sam Presti's worst draft by far. Yeah, he did a bad job. Yeah, especially with when you consider what's happened with Eustace. I mean, that was like an all timer, just because, like, why? Why? Why yeah. did he do this? They're like, waiting for this year. I am, he's the missing I will piece say this: I am not giving up on Josh Houston. Me neither. I think, I think he can play. I remember I really wanted Spencer Dinwiddie. I remember right, that yeah. he's got he's got quite a mustache. Guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at dmad eight two six six, who wants to know if we lose Robertson in restricted free agency, who would the Thunder pursue? Rudy Gay. <laughs> they still don't, but they wouldn't have space if they lost Robertson, right? Like you can't go. No. You have to still do your exceptions. It's yeah. the only way you're getting guys. Uh, they're not. They would. They would not be able to pursue much. So I they think, would have to talk somebody into taking a, a lower salary, or it's just going to be a guy that you're like, oh, great. Or you bring I, I in Houston uh, for the three. What about three guys? What do you think PJ Tucker's going to get this summer? Is he going to get more than an exception? I don't know, but he's not a Robertson replacement, though. Why no? Why no? Why no? Because <laughs> he can't. Because Ro- the big thing about Robertson is that he can defend point guards, he can defend shooting guards, and PJ Tucker can't do either of those. Oh, we things. don't need all that. We don't need all those skills. <laughs> okay, what about uh, here's a guy who can defend multiple positions, uh, Omri Caspi. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Is that uh, a joke? No, I still like him. Oh, I think he's good, but he's also a three four. Okay. Which the Thunder could use. Here's a real one who would be, like be in the price range. I'm would, really <laughs> afraid of what you're about to say. Uh was once heralded as the future Scotty Pippen. Oh. Mr. KJ McDaniels. Yeah. That's same, that's your same, list, guys. Same, <laughs> but doesn't that sound like the most like same realistic that they could actually yep. get? Yeah, I, and that's yeah, that, and you know, none of those guys are replacing what Robertson can do at that point. But the, all of them so much better on offense. You go get one of those guys, fine, and then you just I think you have to start probably Doug McDermott at that point, and then you just become more of an offensive team. You just have to, you, but you, you're hoping that Vic. Could be somebody that. I mean, he, well, he's a good defender. He should be able to defend ones and twos. He's good. And yeah, PJ, yeah, he can. PJ's still a good defender, and he's better on offense than Robertson. Does he not make up a little bit of ground because of his offensive? I, game I would be better. all in on Tucker over Robertson for this team right now. Oh, Maybe I'm man, crazy, guys. Yeah, you're crazy. I know that yeah. Robertson's phenomenal, man, but he can't play. <laughs> he literally couldn't play against the Rockets because he can't make a. He was the second throw. best player in. In yes, the series until he, the free throws. And he also killed them in those games. 
He killed them in those games because he, in the last two games, killed yes. them. Yes, he did. But they wouldn't have been even in any of those games if not for yeah, him. In yes, those first if he's replaced with nobody. But if he's replaced with a guy <laughs> that's a five. little bit, a little <laughs> bit worse defensively, but yeah. can be on the court. I just think that you're undervaluing him, dude. I, I know, but I told you, like, as I'm following on my phone because I'm out of the country and all I see is Andre Robertson, free throw, missed okay, one. Okay, that, that's fine. Two. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good argument. But to say that you just replace him with some guy off the street, no. no. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying a guy, P.J. Tucker, who has proven to be a good basketball player, He's a fine. good he, defender. I wouldn't. Okay. You know, decent I, defender. He's fine. He's he's a fine NBA rotation player. He can make he's free throws. Andre Robertson is all, all all NBA second team has an argument to be a top three defender in the NBA. I, I like don't you can't under you just can't you can't say that he is killing the team because they he, he's such he a conundrum. killed them against he, the Rockets. I will such a, absolutely say that he is such a he conundrum. may be the only reason they were in there, but he's also the reason that they fell apart. So One they, of the major reasons. So if they, they fell played apart Doug McDermott before. instead of him, if they played Doug McDermott thirty-five minutes, you think they would beat the Rockets? You're, you're twisting my argument because I'm not saying Doug McDermott. Well, who are you saying? I'm saying like a PJ Tucker. So if PJ Tucker played thirty-five minutes a game in place of Andre Robertson, they would have beaten the Rockets. I mean, I think they have a good chance. I don't think they would have lost in any more than. Five, or, any less than five? I don't think it's a yeah. difference maker that much. I think that there's a chance that they probably. I think you're forgetting how good he was. He in those is first a few phenomenal games. defender. I and get he was, that, and he played but well he, on offense in that series. He can't be on the court. He could. He needs to not be on the court in the fourth quarter. Okay, and that's not Andre's fault. Having that's a bi- small, that's, that's but, Billy D's fault. But having a your core small forward as a guy who is a risk to have on the court in the fourth quarter is problematic. He has to be better at free throws next year. He's he's working. Hey, yes, it may not matter, but he's working. PJ Tucker is more handsome. Is he, he is definitely not. I don't agree. Yes, he is. I'm not going to say either one of them. I'd are say really. they're about equal. Oh, what? <laughs> uh I, a guy I wish that the Thunder did have space to make an offer to would be uh, Joel Ingles, because I'm really interested to see what Utah does with him this year. Because if Hayward stay, even if Hayward stays, or if he, especially if he leaves, like, do you really want to give Joel Ingles, who's like 29, like 12 million a year? But the Thunder do, and I would love that. Yeah, I'd love Joel Ingles. I don't think Ingles great. is leaving the Jazz. Man, they're gonna pay him. They probably will, but like they're. So screwed this summer if Hayward leaves because yeah. if Hayward leaves, there's no reason to re-sign George Hill, and if there's no reason to sign George it's a Hill, full rebuild around Gobert. Exactly. Gobert. Gobert. <laughs> Gobert. Gobert. Both full Goberts. Love some Gobert. I mean, it is though. You're absolutely right. Everybody yeah. on that team's up for grads. Basically. I'm just interested Favors, to see like Favors who does gone. offer him. Yeah. Because if well, you Favors are a team gone anyway, right? who's like decent and just needs like a good role player, like Joel Ingles would be pretty nice. The Clippers would kill for him. They don't, murder the they don't have the money to get. But. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Corey Kaiser, who wants to know, what are your top three LeBron games? Why do you keep skipping questions? Because I don't know. Because we time go for the so moment. long. You skipped the wrong question, dude. We went, <laughs> we went 20 minutes on the first question. We did. I know. These are good. This is what people want. Don't act like the pot isn't better when Andrew and I Give that people what you want. All I can remember, the best LeBron game I ever remember. Number one, so last year, let's just say game seven, because that block was incredible. Oh, I yeah. don't remember much oh, of it. Oh, yeah. You that was when, good. You remember when they played oh, the Pistons? Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that, 2007? Seven. seven. And he scored 20 game five straight points. Twenty. The last 25 points <laughs> of the Cavs is a double OT game. It was It was great. He was only 22 years old. Yeah, he... He was not like that. Was like the moment where you're like, oh my gosh! And it was LeBron on James. the road, yeah, this in the palace finals. of Auburn Hills. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> incredible. Hey, let's. Uh, thanks for the question, Cody. We're not going to keep going on this. This question <laughs> is from at Jason M. Uh, you're so bad at this. Our next Twitter question <laughs> comes from at Jason M. Ameson. He wants to what? Know. That's how. That's that's you're so bad, Arneson. Aim. Hey, no, it's not. That's an M. That's an Aimson. Uh, you're a lawyer. Yeah, look, it's Aimson. 
I'm not gonna I, judge. It's Ameson. I'm Ameson. sorry, Ameson. I'm right. Wow. You guys are wrong. Andrew, this is why I read these. <laughs> Wants to know: Would a Brandon Knight plus TJ Warren for a Cantor trade make sense? I think for the Thunder, it would make a lot of sense. I don't. Brandon Knight has been really, 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 really bad for the Suns. He has been awful. But he wasn't that bad when he was with the Bucks, right? Like right. He, he fit really well with that team. He was a borderline all-star. Zach Lowe yeah. mentioned right. him yeah. in his all-star right. column. So I think that his value being so low, it makes sense. Because if he was the backup point guard for the Thunder, and he could play next to Russ, I think I know he's been so bad, and but I just have hope that he could actually be an NBA player on a real NBA team when he can play with guys that are actually good. Don't you worry that he's just been dunked on too many times. <laughs> There's just no coming back. The poor man's been dunked on too many times. Think, he's worthless. I, I like the idea in the sense that I feel like everyone's been focusing on whether the Suns are going to trade Bledsoe, but it makes so much more sense for them to trade oh, they Brandon would, Knight. They would love to trade Brandon Knight. Because not only is he worse than Eric Bledsoe, but his contract goes for an extra year yeah. longer than... It's another three years. Oh, my Lord. Like, starting next season. Yeah. Oh, but... With this trade, there's no way you're getting T.J. Warren in addition. No, the trade would have to be different. And as far as the Suns like wanting or needing Cantor, they have so many guys that they either need or want to play center minutes because they have Alex Lynn, who's going to be coming up for an extension next summer. So they need to know what they have here. They also have Dragon Bender, who's like the prototypical stretch five. He yeah. played 31% of his minutes last year at center. And then they played Marquise Chris, like 13% yeah. of his minutes mm-hmm. at center. So they have all these young guys that they need to get center minutes. And that's not even talking about Tyson Chandler, who in this scenario you assume they give him zero minutes. <laughs> He's got two years left at $12 million. Yeah. And so oh. I think that it only makes sense for the Suns financially because they would potentially get out of that money next summer yeah. if Cantor waives his player option. And they have a ton of uh, – like big deals coming up with TJ Warren, Devin Booker in the next couple of years, and then eventually, you know, Chris and Bender. Yeah. Would you do Brandon Knight and Barbosa for Cantor? Yeah, I would. I, I really like Brandon Knight. I and this is the kind of deal where I really don't think they're gonna get a ton for Cantor. I think and I think that's really risky because he is the best player on their worst unit. And so if you remove him from the bench and you're not getting back like an actual rotation player, you're really screwing yourself. Right. But Brandon Knight is and can be a legitimate rotation player. Yeah. The only problem is how do you get him minutes? Because if you ha- go into next year, Westbrook's playing like 34, right. Old Deeble's playing 30, you want to bring us probably 15 to 20, that leaves about 15 minutes for Brandon Knight. Like that's the extent of what they need right now. And I just don't. I almost feel like he's overqualified. Well, and that's that's where you that's where you have to play guys like Oladipo at, at the three at the three, and you play Alex Abrines at the three. You just play smaller. Yeah. If you if you trade Cantor for Brandon Knight and Barbosa, or Brandon Knight and whatever, then you then you play you're you're a smaller team, and you're a more offensively focused team, and you're going to run more, and you're going to shoot more threes, and. That's probably what the Thunder need to do, anyways, with such a high octane point guard. Is that you'd rather run and play smaller uh, than do what the Thunder have been trying to do is play big. And that's why I don't see this happening. Is that the Thunder still believe in playing big? They still want to slide Andre Robertson back to the two. They still want to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think one one thing about Cantor. There was another question about Cantor that we didn't talk about, but I was just thinking about like how. The, not just how the league has changed, but how fast it changed. Yeah. Like two years ago, the Sixers took Jaleel Okafor as the number three pick, which is like almost amazing to think at this point. Yeah. Like think what a prospect like that right. would go in this year's draft. Like it feels like it took people that long to figure out that those guys weren't valuable anymore. Yeah. And teams are still are still doing this though. Like look at the mid first round. It's all big men. Right. And the, it happens every – they're like, oh, well, this guy, maybe he can do this. Maybe he can do that. And then they're like, oh, well, we probably should have taken yeah. that guard or that forward yeah. in the draft. Big guys always are always going to impress through the draft process. And, yeah, you're right. I don't know. It's 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 pretty crazy. And it's funny that, like, the most progressive team in the league is the team that took Jalil Okafor. 
I the know. team that like everybody's like trust the process. Oh, the process got you Jalil Okafor instead of like Porzingis. Like Porzingis should have been that. Like if they were like truly like this like process team, like isn't Porzingis the pick? Like that would just make so much more sense. Even if Porzingis isn't any good, like he his high upside just made a lot more sense than Okafor at the time, who was like this. You knew what you were getting. You were getting Al Jefferson, right? Hey guys, it's time to do some trade calls. Oh, we got to take some men to trade machines. Let's take some men <laughs> to trade machines. <laughs> take this man. Take this man. Andrew, who are we taking man's trades machine? Uh, I need <laughs> I need somebody to be Phil Jackson. Schmalix. Okay. Special guest. Bill Craxon. Bill Cra- what is Bill Craxon? That's Bill Craxon. Okay. Uh we're gonna trade Carmelo. Oh, okay. Uh ring 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 ring. Hello. <laughs> hey, it's Daryl. Daryl Borey. Hey, Daryl. Hey, uh, you, you okay? <coughs> What's that? You're coughing. Are you, oh, are no, you yeah. sick? <coughs> no, 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 no. I'm good. What's, what's up, bro? Uh, uh, <laughs> we're interested in bringing over Carmelo. Uh, would you be interested in a Ryan Anderson for Carmelo Anthony swap? Not at all. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no interest at all. No, no way. Why? I don't know. If if yes, if that's all they're getting back, then I would just keep doing the death stare with Carmelo. He didn't have a tood till the end. He's okay. also not very good. Maybe. Uh, okay. Who? Ryan. Well, we know what he can do. No. Yeah. We know what he can't do. <laughs> that's true. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Uh, hello. Hey, it's Chris Wallace. From, from the Grizzlies. Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> from the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, Grizz. I'm not looking for a quote here. I just want to see how weird we're going to get. Let's do it. Let's see how... Uh, Chandler Parsons for Carmelo. No! Okay. <laughs> click! Click! Just trying to, just, okay, fine. I just wanted to see how weird we're going to get. Phil just... <laughs> I just want to see. Oh. I wanted to test the waters You're a little killing bit. killing my buzz over here. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Got no click. Hello. Danny Age. Hi, Dan. Uh, we will trade you Tyler Zeller no. for Carmelo Anthony. That's no. not real. What are these trades? What is are you that a get? real trade? Yeah, it's a real trade. What are you going to get? You're going to get nothing. You're going to keep them. Because there's nothing better. <laughs> How about Ennis Cantor? Uh, the, uh, Would you do Ennis Cantor? Well, yeah, of course. Oh, am I a Phil now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the, the three-team sign-in trade with the Clippers yeah. idea, I actually like feel like it could be legit. Not... Like I th- feel like it could work for all the teams involved, it, assuming that like Chris Paul comes back and yeah, because we have a lot we could give New York if they're not going to get anything. Like I would give yeah. up Cantor and and a young piece, Cantor and McDermott or something. Yeah, and a pick. I don't care. I just don't think they're going to be able to get much for him. For Melo, yeah, Melo. How many years does he have? Is that so? Two years. Is that yeah. that means? Yes. Okay. Uh, David Griffin here, Mon Schumpert, Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. No. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, <laughs> R.C. Buford here, Pau Gasol, and Tony Parker. No. <laughs> God. I just don't think they're getting much for him. No. That's, the whole, point. That's the whole point of these trade calls. Yeah. I just don't. Who's going to give up like a major asset? I, the only way I think you're doing it is if it's a so the Oklahoma City one and, and Alex mentioned this too. I think that there is part of it that if you're swapping contracts that don't make sense for your team as they are, yeah, right. So Melo is obviously like Phil's trying to run him out, get him to waive his no trade clause. That's what he's been doing by just trolling him in the media. And so a guy like Melo, who he would have to find the perfect fit. I do. I know that everybody hates this, but if you're going to have Cantor at 17 million for two or three years versus Mello for 20 million for two or three years, like that's a 
I know that he's not coming to Oklahoma City. I, I've been giving up on that for a while. But yeah, like both teams are have a piece that they don't really need or don't really want. You know. Yeah, he's just not waving his no trade for the Thunder. He's, I think it's different today since him and his wife. I feel like Houston could offer a little bit more than Ryan Anderson, like and make like a real. So what would it be though? Uh, they don't have just a, a lot of tradable pieces. Show me some Houston boys. I think that's the biggest problem is that – ooh, hold on, wrong team. They don't have a ton of tradable assets. You like, ha- it'd have to Lou. be like a Sam Decker, Sam Decker, Ryan Anderson. That's it. Would you do Sam Decker and Ryan Anderson? As the Knicks? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think so. What then, about a Mar- then who else uh, is there? What's Mar- uh, Kyle – Wiltger, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess Clint Capella is like the next in terms of like a value asset. Yeah, they're not trading. Unless you want a Mon- Montrez, Montrezl, Montrells, Montrezl, yeah. Montrezl. Yeah. and then yeah, a guy that couldn't play in the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they just don't have a lot of tradable pieces. What about not necessarily with Thunder, but a three team deal with the Clippers, with the, with the Rockets. No, just like with anyone, just in general. Don't you think that's like the most realistic scenario? Yeah, I mean, you have to identify what teams Melo's going to go to, right? Miami, probably. Clippers. Ooh, Miami. You're talking that. about the Blake Griffin to Oklahoma City. Well, yeah, or another team. Yeah. That's just, uh, it's just so unlikely because you have to do a three-team deal with a sign-and-trade, with somebody agreeing with a no-trade clause. With and Griffin would have to agree. Gri- Blake right. saying that he wants to go to Oklahoma. I mean, that's, they're just like way too many. Or, no, or another team. Or another team. <laughs> well, I just don't know what other team it would be. Miami. Yeah. I'm on it. How, are we... Is that trade clause? Are we done with trade clause? More? We're done. Guys, Taylor's got a game for us. Okay, this game is called... Everybody get up, it's game time. It's time to game time. This game is called... We got a real game. About to have time. Talking <laughs> about the game time. Play your game. It's, it's that time. It's a game time. It's been a while since Luke all got right, my... Alright, alright, alright. All right. That's a new drop for game time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in game. It's time to game time game. Alright, well that was the time allotted for game time. So uh, game time. I hope you enjoyed say, it. Yeah, We've got to go. We can save the game. No. It'll yeah. be quick. It's called Loose it. Boys. It's very quick. It's called Loose it's called Loose Boys. Okay, <laughs> this game, I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two players. You tell me who has played on more teams in their career. Okay. Alright. Okay, first two. First two. DJ Augustine, Randy Foy. Augustine. Uh Foy. Augustine. Jay's not playing. DJ Augustine has played on eight teams. Randy Foy's played on seven. <laughs> Next round, Ish Smith, Marcus Thornton. 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 I'm going to go Ish. It's Ish. Ish Smith has played on ten, <laughs> ten teams. Wow. Marcus Thornton, seven. Oh, that's, a loose, that's a loose boy. He's a loosey. Next round, Gerald Green or Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes. I'm going to go Matt Barnes, too. Green. Matt Barnes, nine to eight. Rock at this game. Sean Livingston or Chris Humphreys? Humphreys. Um, I'm going to go Chris Humphreys. Sean Livingston. Okay. Livingston. Oh, geez. Nine teams wow. to Chris Humphreys, eight. Wow. Uh, next round, we're going to go a little old school. Brian Shaw or Mike James? Mike James. Mike Shaw. Mike James. He just said Mike Shaw. Mike Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Shaw has played on seven teams. Mike James has played on 11 teams. Yeah, Mike James played on lots of teams. <laughs> All right. Mike Shaw. Mike Shaw. I got that right. Technically, you that's did a, not. You don't know half, what technically means. That's a half point. <laughs> okay. So that's, a, that's a halfy. Okay. Halfy Lucy. This is the last round. We got, <laughs> we got Thunder Connections round. Mark Bryant or Antonio Daniels? Antonio Daniels. Tanya. Antonio Daniels. <laughs> Tanya. Uh, it's Mark Bryant. He played on 10 teams. Wow, really? Yeah. That's a lot of teams. He was in the league for a long time. He was in the league for like 13 years. He was years. a loose little boy. He's a good-looking older man. He doesn't look as old. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He doesn't look as old as he, as he is. Oh. He started playing in the 80s. Wow. It's in the NBA in the 80s. Doesn't show it. <laughs> not not a day. Such a cutie. Is that it? Congratulations, Luke. I won. We all win because we had such a good time.
Let's talk about bad times we've had, though, in Miffed and Peeved. Miffed and Peeved, as it always is, is brought to you by Oklahoma Shirt Company. If you have any needs for any sort of marketing, this is what you want to do. Call Oklahoma Shirt Company. They also have the Shirt of the Month Club that you can join for about 13 bucks, 10 bucks for the shirt, 13 bucks for fees and shipping and all that. You want to go there, they can do individual prints. If you just need one thing printed, they can do that. If you need koozies printed, you need stickers, they are your people. Oklahoma Shirt Company. Go to OklahomaShirtCompany.com. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. Miffed and peeved. Are you marfed and parfed? We're about to. We're trying to have a drop, I think. Oh. We're trying to. We're trying to. Trying to. Miff. Miff. and peeved. Guys, talk to me about your miffs and piffs. Your piffs and miffs. Uh, I have one. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yesterday, traveled from Portland to Oklahoma City. Uh, when we come to Oklahoma City, we have to leave really early. So, we have to leave about 4 a.m. from our house, get an Uber to the airport. Yesterday, my Uber driver was a, uh, young Jamaican man. Very Uh-oh. thick accent. Hey, man. He was great. I loved him until we had this exchange. Now... I'm not confident this in my ability to do this Jamaican accent, so I have asked Sorry. my friend Luke <clears throat> to play the role of my Jamaican Uber driver. Oh, yeah, man, because I'm really good at the Jamaican patois. Okay. Uh, so, to <laughs> set the scene, it is 4 a.m., I'm in a Kia Soul, and I'm on the way to the airport. Are you going on vacation, man? Uh, no, no, I'm just going home, uh, back to Oklahoma. Uh, you ever been there? No, I've never been there. I've been to Texas, but no, no Oklahoma, man. I know Oklahoma, though, <laughs> because they used to have a good basketball team. What? Yeah, they used to be good, man. Why did they trade James Harden? End of scene. It was 4 a.m., and this Uber driver is bringing up the Harden wow. trade to me. I was so tired. I did not want to have to deal with that. And he's asking me about James. I, I was just like, yeah, man, I don't know. Because I did not want to get into it. That's bad. It's going to haunt us forever. That's why that first Twitter question is that's why it's forever. That's why it's forever. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks a lot, moms. Thanks a lot, all you moms out there. Now, let's do the moms.